Welcome to the Siege Podcast, a weekly show where the Siege guys break down this week's college games from a betting perspective, give you tools and information you'll need before placing your bets, and give you picks of their own. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at PicksSiege. Now, here are the Siege guys, Devin Hadley, Jordan Hadley, James Roth, and your host, Travis Harris. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of the Siege Podcast. Today we're going to look back at Week 2 of college football and take a look ahead at Week 3. Quick humble brag, James and I are playing in the Siege Golf League Championship tomorrow night, so hopefully next week uh, we have some good news for you. Shout out Ledge Meadows. Uh, Harry and his team always take care of us in our golf league over there. It was a second straight profitable week for our Siege VIP clients. A little smaller profit uh, than week one as we went 3-2-1 and one, uh, for plus half a unit last week. But as a wise man once said, a win is a win. And there's still lots of winning left to be done this season, and you don't want to miss out. NFL is back in full swing. Also, if you follow us on Twitter, at PickSiege, you may have saw our promo tweet today offering our NFL card this week for just $15. We'll also do the full of football card, NCAA plays included, for 20. Now, that's nine plays as of right now. Could be more added as the week goes on. So let's look at last week. Um, guys, I'm going to start because uh, I want to go back to uh, our 3-2-1. and one. I want to I talk about that push, which was Houston plus three. I've never had a more infuriating push in my life, I don't oh. think. Um, I mean, geez, Houston looked bad. Horrible discipline all game long. I can't tell you how many times they had a, a penalty, usually a 15-yard uh, personal foul penalty that gave Texas Tech a first down. They gave up third and long or more numerous times for a first down. Awful coaching, awful play calling on offense. Clayton Toon looks scared. I don't know what his deal is. I hyped him up uh, you know, preseason, of course. I don't know what his problem is, but – in OT, Houston's up three. They kicked the field goal in second OT uh, to go up three. And they got Texas Tech down to a fourth and 20 and gave up the first down on a quarterback scamper. I, I, I couldn't believe it. The guy had rushed for so many first downs and so many big plays all year long. How you didn't have a spy on him. I mean, I'm not a football X's and O's guys, but I've, I've never played played the sport before but to me that just seems from in my madden days that seems like something i would do but who knows i mean that's just inexcusable I, it oh that that push hurt so bad that was my favorite play of the week too and it should have hit um anyone have anything to add on on houston or anything to talk about uh week one and or week two uh in general nothing for that game i guess i'll touch on the, the alabama texas game a little bit and I, I, everyone knows that I'm really down on Texas and said that they, you know, we are obviously, I put out the Texas win total under so and obviously needed them to lose that one to keep that on pace, uh, which they managed to do. I was scared, James. Yeah. For a long no, time, I, I was scared. Very much so, very much so scared. And I think part of it, I mean, Texas, I, th- I mean, they did look good defensively. I thought they played probably the best game they have in a very long time. But part of me is looking at it at, at, at Alabama. They don't seem to have those big-time, explosive wide receivers that we're used to at Alabama. 
And I think we kind of saw that. And at times they couldn't get open. Uh, Bryce was in trouble a lot. That offensive line seemed to struggle with uh, not allowing pressure sometimes. And, um, you know, they, they still have the running backs that, that kind of saved them in this one. But I think a lot of that really is uh, we're trying, I'm going to try not to overreact to that game. But um, I I don't know. I think Bama, those wide receivers, and Bryce I may be a little bit more uh, – have some more difficult throws ahead of him this year than what he's used to and not just having guys run wide open. But that was probably my uh, biggest takeaway of the week. Yeah, J- James, you – we were texting back and forth, obviously, as that game was going on, and you said, here comes a Heisman moment for uh, Bryce Young and at you know their last drive to lead yeah. him down to, to win. And, and he sure enough did. I mean, making yeah. some plays with his feet, making some great throws. But yeah. watching that game, watching those receivers just doink the ball off their hands, like stone hands, I thought I was watching a MAC team play yeah. as far as their receivers went. I mean, it was bad. And I actually had wrote that down here to touch on too, James. Is this Nick Saban's worst Alabama team? I don't know. Like you said, we don't want to overreact to one game, but they did not look good last no, week. not even close. Yeah, I don't think it's their worst one. It just seems to me that offensively they seem to lack some of that explosiveness that we've seen from them. Um, and, I mean, Texas, like I said, they played probably their best game that they have played in decades. So, you know, I'll, I'll give them some credit here. And it was a home game. The crowd was fired up. But a lot of it, like I said, too, is I, it just doesn't seem like Alabama has that those guys out there. I know that they lost so much at receiver. It's it's just kind of – I guess we'll see see what happens moving forward. But Yeah, I, Alabama was fortunate that Ewers got hurt because he looked good. He did. They win that game if Ewers is – is, uh, doesn't go down in the first quarter, I think. I, I agree, Jordan. I agree. They also got a couple lucky breaks um, with that horrible roughing the pass here, getting picked up in the end zone that should have been a safety because it was grounding. Um, that's the game right there, too. One of the worst calls I think I've ever seen in college football, and I've seen a lot of bad ones. Um, but good for our Texas under Wintel so far. I mean, don't feel <laughs> no doubt. About it now, but. <laughs> We needed it bad, so I'll take it. <laughs> Jordan, any, anything from week one you wanna you wanna touch on? Um, I'll talk about the elephant in the room, uh, Notre Dame. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring it up. <laughs> My God, trouble brewing, and the quarterback just went out for the year. Uh, they're done. There's no chance they get to nine wins this year. Um, they'll be lucky to win a bowl game, from what I saw against Marshall. To be honest, they'll be lucky to make a bowl game. That's our match. That's makeable game. <laughs> um, yeah, they, uh, their schedule is brutal, but I think they get they get uh, North Carolina next week. I'm I'm gonna take the Tar Heels. I think it's a pick 'em game right now. My boy Drake um, May. I said it last week. Yeah. Um, after seeing Ohio, the first game for Week One, Ohio State. Uh, I mean, I thought you know they looked good. Defense was solid, um, but I think that says a lot more about Ohio State. So, um, yeah, Big Ten looks bad, really bad. Um, Iowa, one of the worst offensive teams to ever play the game, I think. Um, <laughs> shout out to James on that under the Iowa, Iowa State, or I think it was Dev, one of the two. That uh, was me, yeah. James. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my takeaway, Notre Dame. And uh, also shout out to uh, Les Miles with Kansas. Nope, um, Les Miles is not the coach. I mean, not Les, sorry. Um, but West Virginia, uh, what's his name, quarterback, 
JT Daniels. Oh, yeah. They uh, look good week one. Should have beat Pitt, I thought. And then Kansas comes in and wins an OT by 12 somehow. But um, How about Kansas starting 2-0 and for what has <laughs> to be the first time in their program history? I got they, they I mean, got don't fact check me Houston. there, but – I love Kansas in, against Houston. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, new number one team, uh, Georgia, obviously, uh, well deserved in my opinion. Uh, Dev, anything you have to say about Week One? Um, week Two. Week Two. Sorry. Yeah. Week <laughs> Two. No. Uh, App State beating A and M after uh, their uh, Friday night. What do they call it? Their, uh, Friday night yell yell wow what a <laughs> what a weird town cringe worthy man that's just so cringe just absolutely disgusting I have secondhand embarrassment for all those fans and um, I mean I wasn't I wasn't too I didn't care who won that game um, I don't like a and m don't really give a damn about app state but we had the under and that was one of the easiest plays of the year it was my favorite play of the week last week and it hit with ease. I uh, told a bunch of people about it. Um, it always feels good. So, yeah, it feels great when that actually hits, and it hits with ease. So, um, yeah, shout out App State. I was looking to fade them this week, coming off a big win, but they've blown out Troy the last four years in a row, and college game day's there, so I'm just going to you know that one. You know his guest picker, Luke Combs, my boy. <laughs> Tickets go on sale in Detroit tomorrow. Can't wait to get mine. Um I think that spread's too low. What was it, 11 and a half, 12 and a half, something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Seems a little too easy in my opinion, but I might have to take it anyway. It's very Luke Holmes is going to be there. He's rooting for App State. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I have to say, UCF, God, they are bad. Uh, I was so, so wrong last week having them in my locks of the week. They – I, th- I think it was eight or nine consecutive third downs that they did not pick up. I mean, that you almost you almost have to get one by accident, by a penalty or a missed tackle or something, and they could not do it. I mean, it was it was bad. Um, Poor, poorly coached. Very poorly coached. Uh, Scott Frost, you want to go back to UCF? I mean, geez. He's on, link- he's on LinkedIn now. Yeah, <laughs> he's on LinkedIn. <laughs> Oh, Scott Frost. Best Actually, stay away from UCF, please. Um, anyone else have anything uh, from last week before we move on to this week? We're going to uh, touch on our the the how we did last week and our picks of the week there, Trav. Just going to put it out there. That's Why? Like, because you were the only one who went three and zero. Yeah, and I just have a couple <laughs> points I want to make on a couple of the plays. But, yeah, go uh, for it. Your time to right. shine. All right. Well, Jordan already said it, but. Uh, I had picked the Iowa Iowa State under. That was the easiest play maybe of all time. I said it was going to be a race to twenty points. I was wrong. It was a race to ten points. Um, <laughs> so shout out to them. And then, as we said, uh, Scott Frost is just now on LinkedIn. He dusted up his resume. Uh, had picked Georgia Southern plus twenty one and a half. That too was a very easy pick. And shout out to the Cornhuskers. It's a beautiful thing. It's corn. It's shout out to the Cornhuskers. <laughs> Keep doing what you do. 
Keep doing what you do. Keep putting money in our pockets. Let us fade you. That's right. All right. That's all I had to say. Well said, James. Thanks for bringing that up again. James was the only one in locks of the week last week who went 3-0. So congratulations, James. That's great. Uh, Let's take a look at the week ahead. Two ranked matchups uh, on the slate. Number 25, Oregon, minus 3.5 at home against number 12, BYU. And number 24, Texas A&M, minus 6 at home against number 13, Miami. Uh, anyone have anything on either of these games? Lean in any way? I have a play in that game. I'll touch on it later when we get to the locks of the week. Okay. J- Jordan, James? <sighs> Not really. I mean, I, I liked the Miami Texas A&M under. Uh, came out at like 49 or 48 and a half. Started all the way down to 44 and a half. So, wow. I'm uh, – Missed the boat on that being on California. I couldn't bet on it. So that's unfortunate. But uh, other than that, I really don't have much to touch on it. Like Dev's going to talk a little bit about, I think, the other game, I think he said. So uh, I can uh, talk a little bit more about it then. That one. Yeah. The, I don't have a ton either. Um, I, I would lean both underdogs in this, in both of these matchups. However, I do like Miami. Uh, more than I like BYU. I think Tyler Van Dyke is a stud, and uh, he's not going to win the Heisman, but I am in the business of just throwing money away, and I I wouldn't mind a a long-shot Heisman underdog. I didn't look to see what his uh, odds were at this point, but I'd worth five bucks, see see what we can do. Um, But that's that's all. I I mean, like I said, I like Miami more than BYU, but I think I am going to take both underdogs in, in these games. Um, Jordan, anything to add on these two? No, it's a stay away from me. The BYU obviously looks like the better team, so, so that line really doesn't make sense. Therefore, I'm going to stay away. Yeah, it seems a little fishy to me. Um, I agree, but I I kind of agree with you on Miami. Uh, I I do lean Miami. I think they're what getting six points or so. Six, yeah, I think that's yeah. what it opened at too. So it hasn't really moved a lot. Maybe six. Yeah. Now. I mean, there's a lot of hype on the U. Are they back? Are they not? Um, but they look good from what I've seen. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely lean uh, Miami with the points. For sure. Uh, other than those games, usually I have a few games that I'm looking forward to, some non-Power 5 conferences. But the slate isn't that great today or this week. And I don't know if it's just me being a little gun-shy from last week. I had some awful, awful beats uh, in college and NFL that cost me a, a pretty good chunk of money. Uh, so, I, I've been – a little timid this week, but uh, I've just been sick to my stomach and a little gun shy. But somehow I think come Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, I think I'm going to feel a little better and I'll start firing bets away. Um, anyone have any other games besides these two that you're that you're looking forward to watching, either you know from a game perspective or from a betting perspective? I mean, MSU Washington, obviously, as, a, as Sparty fans, but um... – we, we get to find out a little bit about both those teams. Washington looks pretty good. State looks decent, but they've obviously played nobody. Um, Michael Penix looks great. He's healthy again. Um, he's killed State in the past. I think all State fans are nervous for this one. Um, they never went out West. It seems like they haven't went out West since, I think, 08 or something like that. Um, they're 0-5 against Pac-12 teams in their last five, so – I don't feel great about it, but um, they also haven't played a Pac-12 team on Mel Tucker, so 
don't know, new players, you never, you never know. Trends don't mean much to me when they've, you know, when they're years apart like that. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that one uh, at 7.30 p.m. Yeah. Sounds, like, sounds like a lot of Spartan fans making the trip out there. That'll be a good showing. Sparty travels well. Always has. Especially uh, to new places. Yeah. Especially Tempe. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> um, James Jordan, any any other games you want to touch on? Uh, not nothing really for me. It's another uh, another um, JV game or whatever you want to call it for Michigan against UConn. Should win by another forty some points or fifty points, whatever. Uh, really, in, anticipating Georgia to beat the brakes off South Carolina. I mean, Spencer Rattler is probably going to shit down his leg, so um, he's going to do what he does. But Georgia going on the road for the. I think, well, other than the – was that a neutral site game they had against Oregon? But uh, – or was that – was that a neutral site game against Oregon? This yeah. 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 So, the first true road game for Georgia, I don't anticipate them having any problems, but uh, be interested to see how the results of that one are. Yeah, it'll be a good one too. Jordan, anything or um, – Other than uh, my – Favorite team in USC. Uh, they got at Fresno State. Uh, love what I see offensively. They might have the best offense in the country. Uh, move the ball at will, but man, their defense needs a lot of work. Oh, it's brutal. Uh, if they're gonna, you know, compete for the playoff and make that playoff spot, so um, this will be the first week I, I'm not taking USC. I think they're minus twelve and a half um, away against Fresno. I just don't trust their defense enough for them to cover. I mean, they kind of got lucky to cover against Stanford. A couple fumbles at the goal line. That could have been a completely different game. But um, love what I see from Caleb Williams. He's now plus 300 to win the Heisman, which I gave that out in our first podcast of the year. Plus 900. Saw a lot of value there. So um, good start for him. But that defense definitely needs to step up big time. Yeah. It's in the the Coliseum, right, Jordan? You said it's it's at USC, right? I thought they were away. Hold on, let me check. I think it's in the Coliseum, but either way, I mean, I, I, I can't take him either. I mean, the over/under I think is like seventy-three points, and that. Oh yeah, you're right, James. They are home. <laughs> that that just is crazy to me, but yeah, no, I, and I don't think you can even take the under. Is the, the thing? No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean their defense can't stop Stanford, so that's bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. What well, I have a feeling we're gonna end up taking USC this weekend because we're going to all be together watching MSU Washington obviously but also the Triple G Canelo Alvarez trilogy fight uh, slamming beers and I think one of us will talk to everyone else and at least taking USC in the late night because they play late right 10 o'clock or something yeah, 10 yeah. yeah. it'll be Jordan it'll be Jordan no doubt. <laughs> so, all right, Jordan, also you. plays on the island at midnight but I don't think you can bet it because they're playing Duquesne <laughs> Uh, well, they're probably going to lose to the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to dog of the week segment. Um, who, won? I think Dev, you're the only one that won your dog last week. You want to start us off? Might as well. I like, uh, Bowling Green getting 17 at home against Marshall. And it's simply a spot play. I'm fading Marshall coming off a huge win. Um, I think they come out a little flat on the road. Bowling Green is uh, not a great team by any means. They are a bottom feeder. 
I hate betting on MAC teams, but I love the spot here. Bowling Green beat Minnesota last year as well. They they can um, surprise you here and there, and uh, I think they keep it close enough to keep it within 17. All right, Bowling Green plus 17. Uh, James? Yeah, I'm going to stick, unfortunately, with the MAC like Devin and a very similar reasoning behind this pick, but I'm going to go with Ohio plus 18 and a half um, at Iowa State. And it's a spot, terrible spot for Iowa State. Again, it's a spot bet. It's, you know, Iowa State coming off, winning against Iowa, feeling really good. They have Baylor next week at home. So there's that, you know, could have a hangover from the Iowa game, could also be looking ahead to Baylor. I don't think Iowa State is very great offensively or great in general. Neither is Ohio by any means, don't get me wrong. But they have a fairly veteran quarterback, and I think, you know, Ohio can make some things happen and cover this 18-and-a-half. It was 21-and-a-half originally to come out, or 21. Got bed down to like 17-and-a-half, and now it's back up to 18-and-a-half. But uh, I'm going to take about 18-and-a-half and see what happens. All right. Hopefully you have better luck with them than I did last week. They were my dog of the week last week, uh, plus 26 or something like that against Penn State. Got absolutely steamrolled. Yeah. Um, but good luck. Jordan. Um, I talked about it earlier um, with Kansas. I'm taking them with the points plus nine, uh, even though Les Miles is not their coach. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Now that you said that, Dev, didn't he – leave the program for some allegation against them last oh yeah year. it was ugly yep <laughs> yeah that's bad but uh i don't know who their coach is but he's obviously turned them around he's from um, uh from buffalo yeah the buffalo coach yeah oh shit okay um yeah it's more i mean watching the houston trap talked about how undisciplined they were um i expect there to be a lot of points and kansas keeping it you know within a touchdown hopefully uh, maybe even sprinkle the money line. But, um, yeah, nine points I think is too much for one team trending in the right direction. I think Houston is not trending in the right direction. So I'm going to lock that in plus nine. Yeah, I like I like that play a lot, Jordan. Uh, I opened at plus ten, so clearly some money coming in on Kansas. Um, I'm, I'm going I'm to tail that with you. It pains me to say because I really like this Houston team, but it really upset me last week. I'm not going to lie. Uh, my, my dog of the week. Let's see if I can get a winner for once. I've sent out two stinkers uh, uh, the last two weeks. I'm going to take, and this might be one also, but I'm going to take Nevada plus 23. I hate Nevada with all of my heart. Uh, I used to love them when Carson Strong was there, uh, but ever since I, I put pretty much my life savings on them against Western in their bowl game and went to that game in person, and they absolutely shit the bed with the uh, – uh, Carson Strong not playing and their NFL receiver. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but however, I'm fading Iowa, like James said, uh, or maybe it was you, Dev, the worst offensive team in the country right now. Um, they're not going to even score 23 points. So if you can't, if you don't score 23 points, you can't cover a 23 point spread. So uh, that's what I'm going with Nevada plus 23. Let's move uh, to locks of the week. Uh, Jordan, you want to start us off? 
Yep. Uh, my first play that I think is my favorite play is the MSU Washington over 56 and a half. Um, Dev talked about Washington looking good with Penix uh, for Washington playing quarterback. He's been lighting it up. Um, MSU's defense, I mean, they look good against Akron, but that's Akron. Um, before the quarterback got hurt, they were moving the ball. He got hurt early. Uh, Western moved the ball up and down on them. Um, I think Washington's going to score at will. I think State will score at will. I expect Thorne to have a bounce back game. He's looked awful the first two weeks. Um, I think he figures it out and makes some of those throws that he's been missing. So I'm going to lock that in over 56 and a half. Uh, my next play is, I know James don't like this play, but Vandy plus three. I think it's two and a half right now. By the three, um, I'm fading the Mac. Northern Illinois has not looked good. I think they lost to Tulsa last week. Yeah, tough one. Um, I, th- I believe they are the only MAC team favored this week. That's how bad the MAC is. Um, I know Vandy's not great, but that uh, score against Wake, I mean, they fumbled twice uh, in Wake's uh, territory. They threw a pick, and then they changed quarterbacks. The guy that throws more, and they were moving the ball at will. He threw a couple touchdowns late in the third and fourth quarter, so hopefully they stick with that guy. Uh, I, I expect Vandy to win outright, and uh, – I know that won't be good for James's Northern Illinois overwinds, but uh, nope. that's all right. We're going to lock that in. Um, and then let's see. Oh, shit. What is my last play? Oh, Minnesota minus 27 and a half. Complete fade against Colorado. Uh, they are one of the worst teams, I think, in college football this year. I expect Minnesota to throttle them uh, just like they have their first two opponents. Um and I know Colorado's got absolutely rolled their first two games too. So expect that to be a bloodbath and uh, cover that with ease. Uh, minus 27 and a half. Let's lock it in. Jordan, I'm, I'm going to just touch on quick your Vandy plus three play and everything that you said, talking about watching the game, seeing the, the new quarterback come in, seeing how he ran the offense. That's one of the big things that we do here at Siege in, in, in addition to you know, studying these box scores and injury reports and whatever between the four of us, we were watching a couple dozen games a weekend almost. Uh, so we are seeing these things happen and, and can kind of get a little more insight into these lines other than just seeing what the final scores were. So another reason to certainly uh, uh, work with us uh, as the season goes on. Um, so thanks for bringing that up, Jordan. Uh, James, you want to go Mr. Three and Sure, I'll take it away. First play I have is going to be the Mississippi State LSU over uh, 52 and a half. Don't, uh, I'm going to choose not to overthink this one. It's Mike Leach versus Brian Kelly and Will Rogers versus Jaden Daniels. I think it's going to be a potential shootout. Uh, I don't think either defense is great. And these offenses, uh, I think Jaden Daniels is pretty good playmaker and I think he's going to make enough plays. Will Rogers is up there with 380 yards per game passing right now or so. And I think they're going to continue that LSU lost one of their best defensive ends in the first in their season opener. So I think, uh, I think we'll see Mississippi state be able to move the ball. I think both these teams will move the ball and uh, we'll just need them to find the, find the end zone, not so field goals and we will be fine. Um, my other play will be the Auburn Penn State under uh, 
47 and a half. I leaned Auburn plus three, but I just don't know if I can trust them to score enough points. Penn State's defense is looking pretty good. And everybody knows that Sean Clifford, you just never know where you're going to get with him. It just depends on, I guess, uh, how much sleep he gets at night. So um, we're going to go under 47 and a half. I, I don't think uh, I think this is going to be another one of those race to 20 games that I mentioned last week with the Iowa State one. Um, so we'll see, but I'm going to go the under. And as Jordan mentioned, I'm on the other side of this one, and I'm taking Northern Illinois pretty much as me doubling down on them because if they don't win this game, I don't know how they're going to get their over six and a half wins, which I – uh, bet on them. So I'm going to go ahead and double down on them here and take the minus two and a half against Vanderbilt and hope that they and make some magic happen and look a little bit better this week than they have to start because it's not looking great if they continue on the, the trend uh, so far to start the year. So uh, Rocky Lombardi, or I'm unfortunately going to need you here, man. Let's go. Battle of the Sharps. Week three. <laughs> Husky Nation. That's right. That's right. Dev, you wanna wanna go next? Sure. Uh this week I picked three dog shit teams. Um because I think they're all overreactions from the public. And the first one I'll start with is Notre Dame minus ten and a half against Cal. They're at home. Um if Notre Dame just beats Marshall even by one, this line's seven minus seventeen. Maybe more. Uh, Cal is probably the worst team in the Pac-12 other than Colorado or Arizona. They're definitely a bottom feeder in that uh, league. That's not very good. Uh, Notre Dame, I think this is the week their defense gets a turnover, pick six or something. I think they score just enough points. I mean, I don't think Cal scores a touchdown in this one. I really don't. They, they have a brutal offense. Uh, I think Notre Dame wins like 20-3, 20-7, and just covers that, uh, that 10 points, finds a way to get Marcus Freeman his first win. Uh, second play, maybe the worst team in Division One, Temple. They're playing Rutgers, and uh, they're getting 17-and-a-half. I like Temple here for this reason. Dewan <laughs> Mathis was their quarterback. He's a four-star prospect, a kid out of uh, Oak Park, Michigan. Went to Georgia, was awful, transferred um, somewhere else, can't remember, and then transferred to Temple this year. Um, he is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play college football. He has no business playing. And last week, Kurt Warner's son, a true freshman, came in when Mathis got hurt, and he looked a lot better. They moved the ball. He's going to start this week. I really think Temple can stick around in this one. Rutgers, yeah, they beat Boston College. Public thinks they're decent. No, they're still Rutgers. They're not very good. Give me Temple. That's too many points for Rutgers to cover. And the last play, as I said, I have a play in the Oregon-BYU game. Um, this is a rat line. Makes no sense to me. Why is BYU the underdog here um, getting points? Uh, they just beat Baylor last week at home. So since it makes no sense, I'm taking Oregon minus three and a half. I just have to here. Uh, the public thinks Oregon's trash because they got blown up by Georgia on the national stage couple weeks ago and uh you know people think byu is great i heard heard some people talking about byu possibly making a playoff run if they're undefeated will they get in uh, <laughs> so i'm fading 
BYU. They're also one of those teams who's a lot better at home than they are on the road. This is a true road game at Oregon. I hate betting on Bo Nix because he likes to urinate down his leg, but I think Oregon wins by a touchdown or so here. Uh, give me the Ducks at home in a tough environment. So what I'm hearing, Dev, is Dwayne Mathis is your Charlie Brewer. Uh, correct. I don't even know. <laughs> Dewan Mathis, I, I think that's his name. Earl Michigan, Michigan State wanted him. He didn't come to either of those schools, went to Georgia because he was like a high, highly rated quarterback prospect, one of the top dual threat guys in the country, and he was he's awful. Do not come. <laughs> Do not come. I'll, I'll round us out uh, for locks of the week. Uh, I've, I've got to say, Jordan and I, we were texting back and forth. We are addicted to betting unders. I am an under fiend. I was going to take the under in this Thursday night game, and I backed out, and I wish I did. 3-0 going to end the first quarter. But anyway, uh, Florida State, Louisville, under 57. Uh, Malik Cunningham's a stud, don't get me wrong. But uh, they they just didn't – their offense couldn't get anything going against UCF, who I didn't think had a great defense. Um, and FSU has a, has a good defense. I'll, I'll take the under 57. I think that's too many points. Uh, next, NC State, Texas Tech, under 56. We talked about Texas Tech. Uh, you know, they, they put up 33 points last week, but they needed two overtimes to do it. Uh, their backup quarterback is in, I believe, again this week. Uh, he did not – I mean, he was a he was a run-first kind of guy. Um, keep When you're running the ball, you're keeping the clock moving, which is great for the under. Uh, NC State, notoriously decent defense as well. I'll take under 56 there. And then lastly, UTSA, Texas, under 61. I was impressed with Texas's defense last week, but again, I, I don't know if that was maybe too too much to do with Alabama not being able to move the ball as well as they normally do. Uh, however, I don't think UTSA's def- uh, offense is that good. Uh, 61 points is way too many points in this one, in my opinion. Uh, I will take the under there as well. So we'll move on to free siege play of the week. Um, we gave out uh, Kansas, Houston over. 57 points. We talked to, you know, talk, heard Jordan talk a lot about uh, Kansas and, and how impressed we were with them. They love to move the ball. We'll take the over 57 there. That'll do it for another episode of the Siege Podcast. Another 17 plays for you as you work through your betting card this week. Hit us up on Twitter at Pick Siege to let us know your locks of the week. At the end of the day, it's all of us against the sports books. Make sure you take advantage of our week three VIP card for just $20. Remember, always gamble responsibly. Let's cash some tickets. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Siege Nation, let's ride.